0: 18 hours, 7 minutes, Coordinated Universal Universal Time.
1: Greetings and welcome to the Cathartic Yardstick Podcast with your hosts, Ray and Mark. In this episode, your intrepid hosts explore the mystery of shortwave radio's numbers stations and their purpose in the world of espionage. Personally, I really think people should be more appreciative of the National Security Agency. After all, it's the only government agency that actually listens to you.
2: And welcome to the Cathartic Yardstick Podcast with Mark and Ray. Hi, I'm you, Mark. Uh, hi, hi, Mark. Hi, <laughs> Mark. <laughs> I'm Ray, and I'm uh, we 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 just spent uh, we just spent about 15 minutes trying to sync our time up. For some reason, the uh, the atomic clock in Fort Collins was only allowing one caller in at a time, which kind of defeats the purpose of using it to sync our times.
1: I think we've clearly hit the half life on the atomic clock. I
2: think think so. (laughs) We've used up all our uh, clock tokens or something. Must be. Or or someone does not want this podcast going out tonight because it is
1: somewhat controversial. It is. It is. But we're trying. This is what we do to get information to the people. Right.
2: But before we do that, I I just want to touch on uh, a few afterthoughts for uh, recent episodes. Um, I've been editing through. Uh, the episode on uh, Tesla, which if you're you're following this podcast, you've already listened to, <laughs> which is interesting. We, we just time traveled.
1: We did. Yeah, you have played it for all your friends,
2: right? And they've all listened to it, and, uh, and they're all right. And, and, and you and you love it. And one of the things we forgot to mention was uh, that uh, there's also was a rock group Tesla. Ah, uh, that's true. And and their big hit was uh, Signs. Which was a movie about UFOs. <laughs> See, it's all tied together.
1: It is. It's incredible. And,
2: and this was a, uh, a cover of uh, a song by the Five Man Electric Band, which was a Canadian group in the 70s. So, uh, yes, Tesla uh, is, it was both a car and uh,
1: a rock group, uh, an 80s hair metal group. Amazing. Amazing. We hit on trendy things.
2: The other thing that happened was we, we had, uh, again, you've listened to the great podcast we did last week on UFOs. And uh, Michelle subscribes to The Week. And the cover story is about taking UFOs seriously and the Pentagon's new initiative to have pilots record their experiences. Which is interesting. I mean, we just we just talked about that. And That's right. We're an
1: influencer. Yeah,
2: the Pentagon is, is taking notice, which is probably why we could not sync our
1: signals tonight. Probably. They've, they're obviously listening to things we haven't posted yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, the man.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're wanting to time travel
1: with us. That's right. So, so Mark, what are we talking about tonight? Tonight, we are talking about the phenomenon of numbers stations.
2: Okay. And, and to understand those, I think we need just a, a brief introduction to uh, shortwave. Uh, shortwave was something that was kind of popular when I was a kid. Uh, I don't think very many people listen to it now. One of the things that did it in is, is the internet. Back in the days before, everyone being connected and all the wireless services and satellite communications, especially satellite communications, the only way you could get a signal um, across you know, continents was by shortwave. This is something that started back probably like the late 30s, uh, the t- technology, and basically regular terrestrial radio the way it works is it's a line of sight so you just need a big antenna and you're sending a signal straight across to another receiving station and you're very limited in how far you can send it because it's based on line of sight shortwave is different because you don't need a lot of equipment you don't need a big antenna but what you're doing is you're propagating the signal through the ionosphere so you're you're kind of pointing your your antenna towards the sky and bouncing it off of the ionosphere, and it's just uh, the nature of the ionosphere and the the wavelength of short wave and the frequency that allows it to bounce off the ionosphere and come down, sometimes just um, you know halfway around the world. It's like skipping a stone across a pond, isn't it? It is actually called skip. That's right, uh, skip or skywave. It's um, you know, a- as a kid, I had a short wave set, and I used to listen to you know, uh, radio Beijing. Radio Moscow, the Netherlands, and the BBC. And there was a lot of interesting stuff on shortwave back then. Uh, there isn't very much content on it anymore. But one of the things that I used to run into a lot uh, were these odd broadcasts. Uh, sometimes it was just uh, strange music um, with rhythmic talking in between and another language I didn't understand. Or it was just uh, odd uh, Morse code signals Or even sounds like somebody switching a switch off and on in a rhythmic fashion. Or um, somebody just reading numbers over and over again. And this is a phenomenon that goes back to the Cold War. And uh, Mark, you're going to talk a little bit about that.
1: Sure. So, okay. Now you've got your primer on shortwave radio. You're listening to your shortwave radio. You're going to hear music, news, talking, But if you listen closely enough, you'll hear other things that are much more odd. For example, random morse code, the transmission may start with a weird melody, or the sound of several beeps, followed by something like the sound of a woman's voice counting in German, or the sound of a child reciting letters in English. While we live in an era of high-tech espionage and encrypted communications, we may actually be hearing a very old-fashioned form of espionage on shortwave radio. It's a throwback to the era of Cold War espionage. Uh, there's, these are the mysterious numbers stations. Radio hobbyists give them colorful names like Nancy Adams Susan or the Lincolnshire Poacher, so named because of two bars from an English folk song of that name used as the interval signal, the Swedish Rhapsody or the Gong Station. Shortwave numbers stations might seem low-tech, but they probably remain the best option for transmitting information to agents in the field. It's an ideal way for a country to communicate with its agents abroad without being traced. Sure, you can hone in on the source of the transmission, but with the signal being broadcast across the world, you can't tell who's listening. No digital trails, no IP addresses and while getting caught with a computer full of espionage material will make for great evidence at trial, nobody's going to jail for being caught with a shortwave radio. A country sends spies to certain locations with instructions to buy a shortwave radio and then tells them where to tune and when. They're strange. They're eerie. One collector of number station messages says, it was so weird I wanted to know more about them. So he put three years of his life aside in order to put together a coherent archive of these stations, and that's called the Cone Project, C-O-N-E-T. He says, once you hear them, it has an effect on you. I never expected to be talking about it 17 years after hearing it for the first time, and that's when the Kone Project first started. It's a dry subject until you listen to them. Communicating espionage instructions and code to agents is the most plausible explanation but another explanation has been posited that it's an elaborate prank, but that's really not likely. The sheer scale of stations, multiple frequencies and multiple languages, makes the theory that it's just a prank an unlikely one. Many clues point to espionage as the likely purpose of number stations. In 1989, a Czech spy was arrested in the UK because his equipment was faulty and it radiated into other people's flats. He was unlucky. When the Kukescu regime collapsed, there was a cessation of broadcasts from Romania. Now that the Cold War is over, there are fewer number stations, but they're still there. It's an old-fashioned means of getting instructions out, and it doesn't leave a cyber trail as computers do. There were a number of raids in the U.S. in 2010 dealing with a Russian spy ring. Court papers indicated that they had used coded radio transmissions and encrypted data. Now that's a hint that they might have received their orders via shortwave numbers station. But no government has ever officially admitted or denied using numbers stations. They've actually been in existence since World War I. The use of coded numbers broadcasts was during the last years of World War I when they were sent in Morse code over low and medium frequency radio. Shortwave radio was really introduced in the 1920s, and ever since it's been used to transmit encrypted messages. When the FBI recruited a source inside the Communist Party of the United States, it observed many coded messages being sent by the Soviets to U.S. communists. The Bureau decoded these messages with decoding instructions it had received from the spy that had infiltrated the KGB, and that was called Operation Solo. In 1983, the KGB uncovered uh, CIA agent Alexander Orgodik, a Soviet diplomat who was receiving taskings from the Americans through numbers broadcasts. In uh, in 2001, um, there was the Cuban Five case in which Cuban spies were caught and shortwave broadcasts were used in the case against them. The numbers messages were sent to the spies via radio and entered into a Toshiba laptop. Then it was decoded by a special floppy disk that contained the decode key. Uh, in 2013, a German couple was tried for spying on Russia. They too received messages via number stations on shortwave radio. In intelligence documents, you won't see references to the term number stations. Rather, references will be to things like radiogram, radio message, or transmission. Militaries also use coded numbers broadcast for other services. Uh, or other purposes. For instance, there's a well-known Russian buzzer that's used by the Russian military. It's used solely for internal Russian use. It's not directed towards Europe and the U.S., and it's not used for spy operations. Rather, it's mainly used for sending tasks and instructions to various Russian military units within the country. And they can kind of tell that by the fact that uh, the Russian military stations send their signals during the daytime, when due to the behavior of the ionosphere, their messages do not propagate well to Western Europe and the United States. Number stations were most active, starting around 1960. There was a drop in activity following the collapse of the Soviet Union, since many intelligence agencies started using number stations uh, that, that were linked to the KGB, like the Stasi and the Romanian Secletariat. Uh, For their part, many Western spy agencies started to use new means of encrypted messages, such as stenography, which involves encrypting messages in pictures or any digital media. However, number stations monitor groups have shown that Russian foreign and military intelligence, SVR and GRU, still use number stations extensively. Other countries that use number stations are Poland, Ukraine, Egypt, and Cuba, After a halt in activity from 2000 to about 2016, North Korea has resumed broadcasting coded messages directly from its state radio, Radio Pyongyang. That's disguised as mathematics or physics problems for, quote, distant university students, unquote. The intended recipient is indicated by a song played before the transmission and an identification number given at the start of the message sometimes the sponsor of the station is not as self-evident as one might think for instance not all russian stations transmit in russians sometimes they transmit in english or spanish polish stations transmit in english and russian usually these attributions have been made by single signal triangulation and measurements of signal strength and directions Radio aficionados have started collections of number station broadcasts and even made accurate schedules of the times of their transmissions. Two of the independent sites are priyom.org and numbers-stations.com. Both have vast information on various number stations used both now and in the past. Also notable is the Cone Project, C-O-N-E-T, a freely available compilation of past number stations recording. So it's easy to listen to these stations. You no longer need a shortwave radio, as now you can hear them just on the internet.
2: One thing that makes these even more eerie is the nature of shortwave is that you don't get a great signal, and it tends to fade in and out. So you'd be listening to these weird broadcasts, and they just kind of fade in and out and and the uh, the tone changes and uh, it it can be pretty creepy if you're like just listening to it by yourself at night why don't we listen to just a couple samples
1: are you going to make me sleep with my light on again tonight ray i
2: I may (laughs) it was uh nancy adam susan and this is what that sounds like
1: it's it's pretty weird wouldn't you think they could find people who could enunciate better? well again it's it's the nature of uh,
2: it's the nature of short wave
1: I, I can imagine if I was a spy in the field going please enunciate. Don't speak louder, just enunciate. I'm a senior senior citizen spy.
2: Of course, this was the time also when you know the equipment wasn't, wasn't very miniaturized. so they're probably using kind of small, cheap uh, mics and things like that. And uh, again, one of the advantages of shortwave is, like I said, you don't need a, a permanent a large fixed antenna. This is something you just carry around with you. Another one you you alluded to was uh, music box uh, kind of music with, right. with the child reading numbers, and that was it's called the uh, Swedish Rhapsody. It sounds a little like this. <laughs> Yeah, that, that could get you after a while.
1: Of course, with me, because I associate everything with food, it sounds like the ice cream truck is coming. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, bad spy, bad spy.
2: Yeah. Well, I was I was listening last night for a while. Did I say that already? I can't remember. No. Uh, it, all right. I was listening last night for a while on the old Sea uh, crane Skywave radio, and I, I did hear a few things, but... Uh, there's so much interference now with everything else going on that uh, I just couldn't uh, it, it wasn't rec- wasn't recordable uh, it was hard to discern what was going on it's also important to note this is a this is part of the spectrum that's not very highly regulated it's uh, it's a section that's set aside for amateur radio uh, broadcasts and uh, intercontinental radio broadcasts and some navigation signals so it's uh, it's not something that Let's see. What I heard last night sounded like this. It was like some some Eastern music followed by kind of rhythmic discussion. And of course, there's the classic... Uh, Morse code. I heard some of this last night, too. What's interesting is it doesn't sound like a regular Morse code broadcast. It uh, It's just repeated signals over and over again.
1: Now, do you have recordings of any of them in English? Those are kind of interesting as well.
2: Yeah, let's see. I've got the uh, Lincolnshire Poacher. But this was a well-known one and it always began with uh, this melody.
0: seven one five three nine seven one five three nine seven one five
2: now what's interesting about that is three, nine, i don't know where the information seven, is since it's one, the same five. series of numbers over and over again three, nine, seven, if it's nine, the five. the interval between or, or the number of times they say if that that's where the information is
1: I remember reading they sometimes, well, they typically had a one time number key. Mm hmm. So, uh, it's only good for one transmission, but it's interesting. Five. Six, six, four, seven, five. One, nine, two, seven,
0: four. One, nine, two, seven, four. Nine, two,
2: zero, two, I also heard that in England it was illegal to record uh, number stations, but I I don't know if that's true or not.
1: I've read the same thing. So presumably just because you're helping, you might be helping the message get out. Right.
2: Yeah, so uh, it's it's hard to imagine that there's very much useful inf- information in just a, a string of numbers like that. And and again, like even with the Morse code, I mean, I don't know Morse code very well. Like my, my father taught it to me when I was a kid because that's what he did in the army. Even the Morse code is not like a regular Morse code cadence. It's it's repeated patterns over and over again.
1: Probably a lot like those numbers transmissions, just repeating the same numbers. Right, Just but just in Morse code instead of right, a voice. Right, right. This one's also interesting.
2: It's a phonetic alphabet.
3: Yankee, hotel, foxtrot. Yankee, hotel, foxtrot. Yankee, hotel, foxtrot. Yankee Hotel Foxtrot Yankee Hotel Foxtrot Yankee Hotel Foxtrot Yankee Hotel Foxtrot Yankee Hotel hotel,
1: Foxtrot Yeah, like, what does that mean? I don't know, but she sounds kind of cute.
2: <laughs> sounds like it could be the Avengers or something.
1: Foxtrot, I like that.
3: Yeah.
1: So what's she saying in the middle? Yankee. Yankee. I don't
2: know. Hoken? Helfen? I don't. I don't know.
1: Hmm. 'Cause it mean it would be hotel Yankee, right in an R. Our- yeah, it should be hotel, yeah. Foxtrot Hotel. Oh, what is hotel? Foxtrot, hotel.
3: Yankee.
2: Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. 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 Yankee. Hotel. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Foxtrot, hotel hotel. Yankee. Hotel.
3: Foxtrot. Yankee.
2: But, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to pull a lot of information out of that. I, I don't know, again, where where's the information in that stream? Is it, is it the number of times she says it? Is it at the cadence? Um, I, I, I don't know.
1: Now, what I hope would be interesting to our, our broadcast audience is just the idea that um, these espionage communications are out there They're rattling through your house and through the ionosphere and going all around you. They're talking to an audience that's listening and taking instructions from them. So this is all very live thing. But also, um, you know, there was a time when I did not know anything about numbers stations. And so I think it's an interesting thing to know little trivia about what's out there. I was telling Ray that what we should do is come up with our own bogus transmissions and see how long it takes for like black SUVs to pull yeah. up at the front of the door and basically tell them, no, there was, it was just gibberish. We want to see how long it would take you to get here. Right. No, Ray, they're taking me away. Oh. so if there's anybody out there who has a cute voice radio voice and wants to apply for a job for our experiment, you have to, you have to say, yeah. I got to work with my daughters on that one. Yeah, that, that'd be cool. Hey, at least I get to see them in jail. <laughs> we can play more of these. Yeah, we can. We can play more. Or do you think the audience is saturated?
2: Oh, they've. They, I don't know. Uh, I think they're you eerie.
1: Know, you know, when I'm listening to this
2: and we get to the closing music, I always feel sad. <laughs> like <laughs> because oh, you have had it's, so it's, much it's, fun, it's over. I know. All right, let's see what else we got here. Because um, there's sure not a whole we... lot
1: of discussion that's necessary about these things. It's hearing them and knowing they're there.
2: I think I've played most of the ones I... Let's see. English Man. aktum Let's listen to this one. <laughs> Oh, this one was interesting.
3: Okno, 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 are Okno, 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 okno,
1: Okno, okno, okno. san Yeah, so, uh, interesting.
2: interesting.
3: Yeah.
1: So we're at 30 minutes.
2: We're at 30 minutes. So, oh, um, I I, I feel I should mention uh, one show that we, as a family here, were, we're all into was Lost, which... Part of the premise was that uh, was the island uh, that people were stranded on was also a transmitting station for a number station. And, and numbers uh, stations figured very prominently in the plot line of that uh, TV show. So, I mean, it is a little bit in popular culture, not not too much. I don't think uh, the Morse code signals or, or people reading off numbers, I thought they'd be like maybe doing calibration tests or something. I didn't realize that this was actually a form of communication uh, that was being sent uh, probably intercontinental.
1: I think it's fascinating.
2: It is. And it's all part of our world today.
1: (laughs) Wow. As if we need more things that are screwed up. I know, really. (laughs) Really. At least this harkens back to yesteryear screwed up.
2: Well, and it it also reminds me that we are just saturated with information out there. There are signals going out all over the place. I mean, if you sit with a radio receiver uh, that, that has a whole bunch of bands on it, there's just an unlimited number of stuff you can pick up. There's just communication going on constantly in the background. Fascinating. It
1: is. It really is.
2: And they're listening, as they were to us tonight. That's <laughs> right. The man. <laughs> they're listening. That's why we couldn't sync. They did not want this broadcast going out. It was weird, i just say, I mean we've talked about it a couple of times, but uh, we we sync um, our signal, our uh, our recordings using the atomic clock in Fort Collins, Colorado, and it has a phone number you can call, and they do a countdown, and for some reason tonight, it was only allowing one of us in at a time, like Mark would call, and he'd get in, but I couldn't get in, then he'd hang up, and I'd call, and I'd get in, and he couldn't get in. This has never been a problem before, but for some reason tonight, it was only allowing one phone
1: call. So we got an alternate number that had a female doing a count-in. And so <laughs> we both got through, but then I had a male, he had a female, so we got different numbers. Yeah. So we finally got the fe- both females, but All same right. number, and got through. So, But it wasn't easy. This is the thing we do to bring news to our public. You're not going to see this anywhere else. And if you're still listening, drop us a line. The website is
2: catharticyardstick.com. There's a link on there to write to us. Uh, write to us. Uh, give us the topic. We will talk about it.
1: If it's the kind of topic that keeps you awake at night, you know, I mean, other than politics, if if it's something that keeps you awake, something you find creepy, uh, let us know about it. We'll talk about it.
2: Right. We'll, ta- we'll take the hit. We'll, we'll do the scary research just yeah. for you.
1: <laughs> yeah. We got to carry this stuff around in our noggin. But, uh yeah, our job is to make it so you sleep with your lights on. We're looking at creepy stuff. Right. And uh, speaking of creepy, I think we'll, we'll just play ourselves out here with the
2: uh, Swedish Rhapsody.
1: Ice cream truck. Ice cream truck.
2: <laughs> Stop! Stop. <laughs> Cathartic. Yardstick. Podcast. Cathartic. Yardstick. Podcast.
1: Floppy disk. <laughs> we'll edit that out. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs>